Social media can be an incredible tool for building and growing a business, allowing you to generate more leads faster than ever before. But with that can come the burden of navigating exactly what to share to attract those dreamy clients and how to connect with them in a way that feels real and relatable. For many of you, that means posting on social media has created a lot of confusion, stress, and overwhelm, but it doesn't have to be that way. Today, we go deep and talk about how to shift your mindset around content creation by posting less content that shows more of who you are so you can connect with your audience on a whole new level. If you're someone who breaks a sweat every time you need to draft a caption for Insta, but still wants the clients and the results of posting regularly, then this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Ashley Mason. Ashley is a marketing consultant and the founder of Dash of Social. Dash of Social is a marketing firm that works with small businesses to create and implement marketing strategies that establish an online presence, generate leads, and build a community through social media, SEO, email marketing, blogging, and more. Ashley, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Yes, I'm so excited to talk. Um, (laughs) So can you tell me in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah, definitely. So I help um, mainly women entrepreneurs and small business owners to basically take their marketing efforts and take it to the next level. So I help them through things, as you just mentioned, with things such as social media management, uh, which is basically just managing their accounts for them. Consulting, which is pretty much just building a strategy and handing it off to them and their team to implement. Search engine optimization to make sure that they're showing up on the first page of Google. Um, blogging, email marketing, all of those things to really ensure that they're taking a marketing strategy and making the most of it. The reason why I do it is because I think there's something really, I guess, empowering of being able to help other women grow their businesses. Because of course, marketing, that's ultimately what you're doing, is taking your business and growing it through promoting yourself. And so knowing that I play such a huge part in helping them take that business and get more leads, uh, establish relationships with other people and things like that is just really, it's just really awesome to, to be able to do that for them. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I see so much of my own why in what you just said, like the reason that I do what I do. And just that I think this is so important, especially in this day and age where, I mean, I just see more and more people becoming entrepreneurs and really wanting to build their businesses. And I think marketing is just, it's like such an important piece of the puzzle. 
And I know that I work with clients who are really struggling with the marketing piece as well. And we kind of tackle it from a different angle. We tackle it more from the the mindset behind it, why they're not showing up consistently, what they can do, what marketing actually even means, how they can start getting more comfortable sharing with their audience. Um, but I just think these days it's, it's so important, right? Because without the marketing, you can't sell. And then you basically don't have a business, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Can you tell me a little bit of the backstory? Like, how did you get into this? Yeah, definitely. So I am actually 22. I started my business when I was 19. Um, but when I was actually 15, I had started a fashion and lifestyle blog. So this was back in 2000. 12. Um, and so I started a fashion and lifestyle blog called Lillian Lemons. And I dedicated a ton of time to it. I pretty much treated it as if it was a business. Um, and I guess eventually it did become one. But I spent probably at least 10 to 15 hours per week on it, writing daily posts, um, creating social media accounts for my blog and promoting it through social media, connecting with other bloggers um, and stuff like that. Eventually, I was able to organically grow my blog through social media. And because of that, I received a lot of opportunities to work with small companies through paid partnerships. So they'd send me their products to review. They'd um, send me press passes to attend certain events. They'd pay me just to simply write about their business and stuff like that. So one thing that I noticed, and keeping in mind that this was 2012, when blogging was more... I guess, I guess blogging was a bigger thing than social media mm -hmm. influencing was. And so um, one thing that I noticed was that a lot of these businesses were starting to get into the influencer marketing, but they, that's the only thing that they were doing. They were only working with bloggers to promote their products and their business. And they were totally neglecting social media. And I was like, well, I know a thing or two about social media from what I've done. And I've seen the benefits that it's brought to my blog. I think that these businesses can get the same results. So I had really started to like marketing just from what I was doing for myself. And so with these companies that I already had relationships with, I offered pro bono marketing services to not only help them out, but also get my feet wet and explore marketing a little bit more and see if it was something that I actually did enjoy doing. So with that, I managed their social media accounts for them, built social media strategies, kind of assisted with blogging um, and a little bit of email marketing and just kind of got my feet wet. And I realized mm -hmm. it was something that I really loved to do. And so kind of taking those clients as case studies, I ended up going into freelancing at the age of 17 and got a few clients <laughs> there, but really established Dash of Social when I was 19. And now here I am. <laughs> I realized that was like a long-winded story, but there's a lot of components to it. <laughs> no, I loved every minute of it because you were super young. <laughs> it's amazing to think the doors that opened for you at such a young age and how you were able to really connect the dots and see what was working for you and, you know, get your, your willingness to get your feet wet and try new things. And to say like, I see this working for me. How can I apply this elsewhere? And how can I make a business out of it? I think that's absolutely remarkable. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been like a lot of fun to do. And there's some people who are like, why are you starting a business so young when you don't know what you're doing? But then there's other people who are like, now is the perfect time to start your business. Like I'm still in college, thankfully graduating in about two months. Um, but there are so many people who are like, college is the perfect time to start a business because you're not really in the real world yet. So if it flops and doesn't work out, then you still have the option to go with a corporate job. But if it succeeds, then you don't even have to go into the corporate world and you can continue doing what you're doing, which is actually what I'm going to do is continue on with Dash of Social. And so I just thought it was all 
perfect timing. And it kind of made me realize that if you're passionate about something, don't wait and kind of go through with it when you think society expects you to do it. I think just follow through on it and see what happens because you never know what can come of it. Well, also in that there's never really a perfect time, right? Because I know that this comes up a lot with, um, you know, clients that I work with and it's come up a lot in my own story is just, there's never going to be this like perfect moment when the stars align and everything is just, you know, absolutely blissful. And you're like, oh, well, since everything is going so well, I should just, you know, start a business so that we can rock the boat a little bit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't happen, right? Like there's always going to be something else. And I think that the more we hold ourselves back by waiting for the right time or waiting for that perfect timing, you know, the longer it takes to actually get our feet wet and get started and find out what's working, find out what's not working, test and change, experiment, like businesses evolve, right? I think sometimes people think that they're just like born and there it is, right? Like it's, you just decide you have a business and everything works perfectly. And like, now you have a business, right? And that's very rarely how it goes. More often than not, it's a process and it grows and it evolves. And, you know, it's this constant up level. So I just think that like, you know, I think you did absolutely did the right thing. And I think not putting it off and not waiting for, you know, quote unquote, perfect moment or to quote unquote, know what you were doing. Um, I don't know a lot of business owners who have, you know, graduated from college, done the corporate thing, and they still don't know what they're doing. So (laughs) I don't think that that's necessarily something you should wait for either. So I think that that's just such an incredible nudge for people who are, you know, thinking about, you know, starting a business or making a pivot or going in a different direction. Um, And just a really powerful reminder that I don't think that there's a such thing as perfect timing. Um, It's really just when you decide. Yes, definitely. There's a whole lot of mindset work that goes into getting more visible in your business. Because the truth is, you don't need a better scheduling tool or more relevant hashtags. You need to start showing up for your people and sharing your expertise in a way that feels good. But most people can't find a way to do that and have tried every strategy they come across when what they really need is mindset support because nothing will boost your business more than shifting those thoughts of fear and overwhelm so you can actually show up and be seen. That's yet another reason I offer these free stress to success coaching calls because I believe it is possible to have a beautiful balanced life and a successful thriving business and it all starts with the right mindset. If you're ready to uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you so you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results, head over to amandadennelly.com slash free call to book. I do three of these each week, so get over there and book yours today. So can you tell me what the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients is? Yes. Um, So there's actually been a shift that has benefited both myself and my clients. And so pretty much I work with mostly solo entrepreneurs. And so basically what I'm going to say kind of as like a disclaimer, I think it applies mostly to solo entrepreneurs and definitely in the industry that you're in. But one thing that I found that works really well is for people to stop getting out of the mindset or to stop focusing on the mindset that everything that you do with your marketing for your business needs to be strictly quote unquote professional. So people (laughs) often think that because they're a business, they need to be totally professional. I guess monotone might be a good way to put it, but they're not really kind of showing who they are as a person. They feel like they need to 
leave everything strictly business, don't include anything personal. And I say it's the best to do the opposite. One trend now that a lot of uh, businesses are focusing on, not only on the smaller side, but also on the huge side of huge businesses, is that they're starting to focus less on promoting themselves and their product and more on sharing their story. And so one thing mm. that I've done for both myself and my clients is really got into the trend of storytelling. So showing who you are as a business, giving that behind the scenes, opening up about your struggles and the challenges that you're, that you're facing, just being real, because that's what people want to see is they want to see the real, they don't follow a business, they follow a person. And so when you're really kind of taking that content and letting your true thoughts and your true selves show through, that builds the three-part factor of know, like, and trust. And when people know you, like you, and trust you, that's when they do business with you. Um, so this has actually paid off a lot in my own business. I have been really, um, I guess, adamant about making sure that I'm showing people who I am because people are working one-to-one with me. They need to know my personality, what my likes and dislikes are, and things like that, because that's what helps to build a really great business relationship. Um, one thing that I've been super open about in my business is that um, I actually started my business not only because of the blogging thing, but because in January 2016, my mom was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And so Mm. she's kind of made me realize like, okay, life is short. She was totally healthy, totally fine. And all of a sudden it was just bam. And so that's when I was like, all right, life is short. No time to wait around. Whatever you want to do, you got to do. And so I actually... Um, spoke about her a lot throughout my marketing and just kind of talked about what I did with her because I was actually taking care of her five days a week while balancing a business. Um, And I just talked about her a lot and kind of challenges that I faced and successes that I had. And that's one thing that people end up really liking about me is the fact that I was so open. Um, She did end up passing away in June, but people have come to me since then. So many people from online, they're like, I've just read your story about your mom and like, I want to hire you just because of your story. And that's just been a huge part in my business is just the fact that like, I've shown who I am as a person and my personality and my story that people end up really liking. And I've gotten so many clients just because of that. It's not even the promoting that I've done, but just the fact that I've been so personal and open about my life and what I've gone through that really kind of pushes people to buy, so to say. Yes. Ugh. I think that's such an incredible story. And I, I know I was following along as you were sharing some of those uh, more personal posts and newsletters and things like that. And I got to say, you have guts. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people who would have really shied away from um, sharing those kind of things online for exactly the reasons that you mentioned for exactly the, well, it's not business related. Like how does it all connect? Like, I'm not really sure. And I, I will, this comes with the caveat that I know that everyone processes things differently. So not, we don't necessarily all have to share the same kind of personal stories, but I have noticed that when you're able to kind of go there, when you're able to open up, when you're able to share more of your personality and your story and, you know, how things are going for you and the journey that people can connect with you on a whole new level, especially, especially, especially because you and I are talking about these businesses where we're kind of like solopreneurs, right? Maybe we have a small team, but, um, for the most part, like 
you are the business. So when people buy from you, they really want to connect with the person that they're buying from, right? They want to know like who that person is and what they value and how they're going to support them and all of those kind of um, like no trust factors that you were talking about can really just build a relationship even before you've actually met someone, which I think is such a remarkable thing about sharing content and, you know, social media in general. Yes, definitely. And I love the point that you made where you said that um, people kind of interpret things differently. And so, of course, there's some things that you don't need to say. And I think that all comes down to your judgment. You know, if it's, if you're like, okay, this is something that I want to be open about. But of course, there's so many things in our lives that we want to keep private. And so I think for me, the reason why I was so open about it is because it almost became business. Like people, my clients had to know what I was kind of juggling because um, there was time, there was an example with uh, one of my clients I was supposed to have an hour phone call with her and literally 15 minutes before my mom had a seizure and she had to go to the hospital. And I'm like, my clients need to know what I'm going through because when things like that come up, I don't just want to hit them with, oh, by the way, like this is what's happening and this is why I need to move <laughs> our meeting. And so I, I kind of like was really open about that with them from the get go because with things like that. Um, and of course they had to know because when she passed away, I took about um, like two weeks off to decompress and relax and stuff like that. And so I didn't want to just suddenly hit them with that. And then, you know what I mean? And so totally. um, I think like you, basically what you said is that you really kind of know in your mind what you want to share and what you keep private. Yes. And I think like, it's okay to keep things to yourself, right? Like not everything has to be like broadcasted to the world on social media, right? (laughs) But I think at the same time, it's those moments where people can connect with you and you do feel real and relatable and like breaking through this. um, I know Instagram for a while felt really like it was always bright and shiny, right? And I think I experienced this um, in the beginning of my business where it was just, it stopped feeling like a platform in which I could be real and relatable, right? Um, And it stopped feeling like, you know, a safe space to share photos that weren't perfect and things like that. And that was actually one of the reasons that I started the podcast was just because Instagram started to feel a little too bright and shiny. And I wanted a space where I could really showcase my personality and my work and some of the things that I was going through. Um, both the good and the bad. And I've since shifted kind of the way that I handle that on Instagram. Like, yes, I still have like photos from a professional photographer that I pull from. Um, but really just adjusting the way that I talk about, you know, adjusting the voice that my content comes from and opening up to the possibility that like things don't have to be perfect, um, on social media. And I think that that has been such a game changer for me and, showing more of my personality because I mean, let's face it, like we're all human. Nothing's perfect. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think like just talking about these things as like a real relatable human being, like I spend a lot of time talking about balance and living into your priorities and just getting real with the fact that, yeah, most of the time that means I have dishes in my sink that still need to be done. (laughs) And they sit there all day while I'm working because my business is more important to me right now. And you know what? They're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, But just like really living into those priorities and getting real with my audience and saying like, yeah, I mean, this is like the real 
little situation for me. We have construction going on. There's like sometimes, I mean, often there's holes in the wall. Often there's dishes in the sink. But I mean, the things that are most important to me right now are, you know, my business and my relationship and taking care of myself. Um, And those things, the things that are most important are coming to the forefront. So I think also just opening up and being real about that, but also like sharing from that kind of genuine place as well. Yes, definitely. And I love that you mentioned voice because I think a lot of business owners think they need to have like a super straightforward, bland voice across social media. But I've truly feel that if when you open up and let kind of your um, real personality show, that's when you start attracting your dream clients. Like there's been so many times where I get in a consultation call with someone um, who's interested in working with me. And the first thing they say is, I don't really know your services. I don't really know what I need. I just know that I want to hire you because I love your personality. And so (laughs) clients like that always end up being so awesome to work with because it kind of relates back to the know, like, and trust factor that I was talking about earlier, where um, if people know you, like you, and trust you, then they'll want to hire you. And that three-part factor comes from letting your true voice shine and and share what you were just talking about, the fact that being open about what your priorities are and coming from that real genuine place. Yes. And I think like voice is so important in general because I I think sometimes this is almost subconscious. I'm not a hundred percent sure that we even realize we're doing this sometimes. Right. But I think when we're reading someone else's content or we're, you know, reading their newsletter or scrolling their social media, we kind of subconsciously look for that consistency, right? We look to make sure that they're showing up as like the same person each time. And if all of a sudden they go from like being really like open and honest to this really like stiff and, you know, kind of guarded post, you there subconsciously there's almost something that happens there, right? Where you're like, oh, that was kind of weird. Like, and that like trust factor kind of like comes down a notch, right? So I think that when we see that, like there's almost a part of our brain that goes like, oh, that was weird. Like, I'm not sure I trust them as much anymore. Or I'm not sure I, I would hire them because of that, right? When you're just not showing up as yourself. And I think that that's like a super interesting part that if we can just be who we are and just show up as that person consistently, it builds out like no trust factor so much more than trying to like be someone we're not, right? Yes, exactly. Um, So talk to me. I know that a lot of clients that I have are like super stressed over social media specifically, right? So they would love for me to like hand them the perfect number of posts and the perfect strategy and everything like tied up in a neat little bow so that they know exactly what they need to do to get more visible and generate more leads and get more clients. And I think that this is one of those things that we have to work through their mindset on because I really don't think that there is like a perfect number of posts or a perfect number of sharing um, to get the results that you want. But it does create this kind of amazing amount of stress for them. So I would love to hear your perspective on showing up consistently and the quote unquote right number of posts and how to get visible. Yeah. So in terms of posts, I mean, this probably is going to sound really vague, but I always say to my clients, do what feels comfortable to you. And so one thing that I think a lot of business owners tend to do when it comes to social media is they think that they need to be on every single platform, posting every single day um, and things like that. And so I always, that's the quickest way to fail. First of all, you're 
ideal client or customer is not on every single platform. And so I think people need to get past the mindset that the more platforms I'm on, the more people I can reach because not everyone is your customer. And so it really kind of takes some um, focusing down on figuring out what platforms you should be focusing on. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that um, kind of what I just mentioned is that people think they need to be posting multiple times a day, every day. That's the easiest way to fail because as you mentioned, it creates creates a huge pile of stress. When business owners have a huge to-do list and a lot of things to do because we all wear a million hats, marketing is almost always one of the first things to fall to the bottom of the to-do list. It becomes one of the things that people um, don't really focus on and they don't prioritize and it's understandable. And so when you're trying to push yourself to create all this content, um, you lose your motivation, you lose your inspiration, it sounds forced and then it's not coming from that genuine place. So I always say to clients to really focus on uh, quality over quantity and focus on consistency over frequency. So if you're posting two to three times a week, that's okay because you're consistently posting two to three times a week. Um, it's not like you're posting five times a week and then you go three weeks silent and then five times a week again. You want to be posting at a consistent schedule that kind of keeps you in the forefront of your audience's minds. And so just really focus on whatever number feels good to you. And if you find that you're overwhelmed with how many posts that you're writing, take it down a notch and see, maybe remove a few posts a week and see if that makes you feel better. That will really help you to kind of get into the routine of writing social media content and being active on social media. And you'll find that you'll get into the habit of it and it'll almost become like second nature to you. So once you really start to feel comfortable with it, that's when you can start kind of taking it up a notch and almost increasing the number of posts and maybe even adding another platform in, but always start small because trying to dive into everything at once is what will make that big ball of stress happen. Totally. And I love how you said that you can always add to it because I honestly believe that like in business, more is more, right? Like Typically, if you have more posts out there, you're getting more visible, you have more chances of getting leads, right? But I think like what I preach and what I believe like so strongly is that your business needs to fit in with your life, right? So the two really need to work together. So if we're just looking at like, okay, I need to post a million times on social media so things are seen... That's like you said, that's the quickest way to fail because you just can't stick with it consistently. It's not consistent with how your life works. And ultimately, you're not going to do it, right? So I think when we can really hone in on what that number looks like for you and how often that happens, like the goal is to stay top of mind. The goal is to build that, build that relationship and you can do that with a smaller number of posts. You can always add more later. You can always add more platforms later. But getting in that habit is almost invaluable because you're training your brain that you can stick with the things you set out to do. And I think once you have that as your foundation, once you know that you can stay accountable to your goals, yes, then we can always layer in more. We can layer in more posts, more platforms. Um and all of that. But I think that the, you know, the mindset behind it, just sticking with it consistently, showing up, sharing your story can be so powerful. Agreed. And going along with that, I think that business owners also need to kind of get out of the mindset that social media is the golden key to unlock the door to all the clients. Technically, oh my gosh. <laughs> technically, social media actually isn't meant for sales. It's more for so what we've been talking about in terms of 
building that brand awareness, sharing your story, letting people know who you are, driving people back to your website and things like that. I think a lot of business owners almost tend to get tunnel visioned with the fact that like, oh my God, social media is going to give me all the money, all the clients, all the sales. And they tend to get into that focus. And when they think too much about that, that's also where that stress comes from because they're like, oh my God, I'm creating all these posts and no one's coming. And I'm like, hold up, girlfriend. It's because you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. And you. I feel like sometimes when I say this, I'm contradicting myself because social media is the biggest service that I sell. But I'm like, you really need to be diversifying your marketing strategy. Social media is one piece of the marketing pie. You really need to be looking at other outlets such as SEO, email marketing, blogging, PR, things like that, uh, Facebook ads. And that's why... Getting on the phone. Yeah, get on the phone. <laughs> and that's why I offer so many different services because I'm like, you cannot just focus on one um, outlet and expect to get all the results. So I think that also kind of coincides with um, how you can be posting and getting online visibility is that you really need to remember that social media is not the missing puzzle piece. It's really looking at everything from like almost a, ver- a bird's eye view and kind of taking a step back and seeing everything that you're doing rather than just one piece. Right. And totally what you said there, I think too often social media is viewed as the thing that's going to get you the sale, right? So people are like, what do you mean I'm not selling? I'm posting to social media. And it's like, well, that's not really how it works, right? So it's so much more of a layered process. And I think it's it's easy to get confused because of how much marketing there is around social media and boost your Instagram presence and get XYZ clients, right? And I think that we would all love to believe that it's like super simple, right? That we just have to, you know, post to Instagram and then all of a sudden our inbox is flooded with clients. And it's like, well, kind of, but also there's a lot more that goes into that, right? There's a lot more other places that you're showing up. There's a lot more um, relationship building that goes into it. I mean, most people don't hire a coach without getting on the phone with them first, right? That would seem like a tiny bit off, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't decide to enter a long-term relationship with someone after a first date, most likely. Right. So that's kind of what we're like asking people to do. We're like, Oh, okay. I posted to social media. Now, like let's enter this three month coach coaching relationship. And it's like, well, no, there has to be like a little bit of dating in between, right? There has to be a little bit of getting to know people and building that relationship in the middle there. So I think when we think about it like that, as social media can be like, a stepping stone and a great way to build that relationship, but it isn't necessarily just like this once and done tool, essentially. Does that make sense? Exactly. Okay, cool. So if someone is like super overwhelmed right now at the prospect of using social media as a tool and posting more often and sharing their story, where is a good place for them to start? I would say probably what we were just talking about is really just starting small. So really focusing on where you think your ideal customer or client lives on social media and focusing on maybe even just one platform or two platforms and really only doing just a few posts per week to get your feet wet um, because that can really help to kind of take away the overwhelm. And so really kind of focusing on where you're, I guess, getting the biggest bang for your buck is really kind of the most beneficial thing to help take your business to the next level. Yes. Amazing. And did you mention that you also had a content calendar for them that they could use? 
Yes. So I have um, created a content calendar, which I pretty much use with all of my clients. And I created it because I realized that one thing people struggled with was actually mapping out their content. And so the reason why I created this spreadsheet was because um, I was trying out all these different tools and nothing really worked for me. And so I kind of just made my own and it's been really beneficial. So it's like a monthly um, content calendar that really kind of helps you to outline things and see things from the bigger standpoint. And so that's actually how I plan my clients content is monthly because I really like to see things overall. And it really kind of helps you to plan things out, get motivated about writing and almost hold yourself accountable to making sure that you follow through on actually writing those posts. Yes. Amazing. Because that accountability and that consistency is huge when it comes to showing up and getting visible. Um, so where can they find that Ashley? So the URL is content calendar period dash of social dot com forward slash Q1. But I believe it's also on my website. So just to make it easier for you to sign up from there. Perfect. And we'll also link to that in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining me today, Ashley. If listeners love what they heard from you, where can they find you? My website is dashofsocial.com and I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dash of Social. Perfect. Thanks again, Ashley. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, Each month, I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. And also how completely lost my train of thought. <laughs>